tags, no tags. What's up, good people? It's your host, Jordan Malone of the Midnight Drop. Thanks so much for stopping by. It is so good to have you guys here. I know it's been a minute since I've been back on the sticks. It's been a minute since I've been back on the cast. That's what I call podcast and short, whatever. But I know it's been a minute, but I'll explain it all later down the road. But today we're going to be doing a movie review on Ride or Die, Netflix original film that I've had the pleasure of watching and the pleasure of actually learning and I uh, wanted to go ahead and do a quick review for you guys. So, if you're new to the Midnight Drop, you know what it is. Or actually, you don't know what it is because you're new here. And I got to go ahead and tell you what's up. Or else all the other people who have listening here got to let you know. Midnight Drop actually does episodes every other so often, every other week. Usually we do episodes from Tuesdays all the way through Fridays. Even sometimes on Saturdays where we do a lot of movie reviews, book reviews, TV shows, stuff about society, politics, all that stuff. And uh, today it's going to be one of our movie unites. So, that being said, if you want to go ahead and listen to this podcast down the road, you can go ahead and listen to it where all podcasts are listened on, which is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, iHeartRadio. Uh, you can also listen to it at www.themidnightdrop.com or listen to them on my Instagram channel. And if you want to comment concerns, or just rant or anything like that, you can go ahead and email me at jordancammon, C-A-M-M-O-N, at outlook.com. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get started with tonight's episode of The Midnight Drop. And as I said before, we're going to be doing a review of Ride or Die, uh, the Netflix original film, which is a Japanese film uh, starring Kiko Muzahara, uh, Ho- uh, Honami Sato, and directed by Ryuichi Hiroki. Uh, sorry if I mispronounced those names. If anyone has gets really mad at me about that, I do apologize. But uh, yeah, man, I had a pleasure of watching this film and actually understanding some things about it. Uh, if you guys don't know what it is, Ride or Die is a 2021 Japanese film. You know, again, starring Kiko Mizuhara, Hanime Sato, and directed by Ryuichi Hiroki. Uh, it's based off of a 2010 manga series titled Gunjo by Chen Nakamura. And uh, the movie revolves around this main girl named Ray, who reconnects with her high school crush, uh, Nana. I'm gonna call her Nana after <laughs> I'm gonna just say Nana because I don't know how to pronounce this one. After 10 years of separation, now, after you know, after Ray kills Nana's abusive husband per her request, they both go on the run. And while on the run, they rekindle their relationship while also dealing with themselves as lesbians. Yeah, so this was a very interesting movie. How I was able to figure out this film was that I was doing like my whole movie roundup for the month, for the month of April to be exact, and I encountered this film, Ride or Die, in Netflix's like April lineup, and I thought it was real interesting because number one, it was based off of a manga, and I'm a real huge fan of manga and anime, and second, uh, the, just the plot, which is very interesting, which is how you're having a young girl. You know, not a young girl, just a a woman 
reconnect with somebody that she was with 10 years ago that she had a major crush on and then they reconnect and she's just like, your husband's being abusive. I'm going to kill him because I love you and I want to run away with you. And uh, I just thought it'd be something very interesting that I want to kind of just go ahead and just talk about with you guys how I thought. Um, I will tell you right now, it is not the best movie I've seen. Not by a long shot. It is not the best movie I've seen in the month of April. Um, it, is, it is far from that. But there are some good things about it besides the bad things. And uh, I will give a verdict down the road. But I'm going to go ahead and start off with the good. And what I really liked about this film. What I really liked about Ride or Die uh, was just the acting. And I'll go ahead and I'll start off by this. If there is something to commend the movie on, it's the actors who make the film. Kiko Mizuhara and Haname Sato carry this film with them making the emotional moments convincing. Uh, they help you understand the severity of situations whenever they're on screen, uh, which then leads to how the emotional moments in this film, uh, which are rather good, mind you, and make you feel for the characters at certain points. Uh, Kiko plays the character of Ray, and Haname actually plays the character of Nana. And I felt like one of my favorite characters in this film between the two was Ray because you learn more about her life in most parts and you get to understand her and her dilemma as you progress throughout this entire film. You understand her emotions, uh, who she who she is, her problems of trying to identify herself and be comfortable in her own sexual identity. Uh, it was something that I was very interested in. And I really loved her. Uh, I can't really say the same for Nana, though. Uh, Nana is uh, supposed to be the sympathetic character in which she's beaten by her abusive husband uh, who was killed earlier on in the film. And you want to feel sympathetic for her. But then when you kind of learn about the past between Ray and Nana, you, you start to kind of like differentiate the two and just be like, okay, I love Ray, but I hate Nana. That's on me. You could love Nana, but to me, I just, I, I couldn't deal with Nana. Uh, and I felt like Ray needed to get on and get on somewhere. So that's how I felt. But yeah, the acting really carries this film. Uh, and you know, like I said, the emotional moments in this film really do carry it. I feel as if that when this film, you know, does its job, when it gets to those important emotional moments, uh, while they're on the run or even in the beginning of the film, uh, when, you know, Ray kills the husband, you get to those points and the actors really make it very convincing. And those emotional moments, uh, are itself grab you. And I wouldn't say pull your heartstrings, but make you sympathetic of those characters at the moment. And they also kind of let you feel the gravity of the situation. Uh, there was one scene that I would think was one of my favorite scenes in the movie. And that was when Ray, uh, gets on the phone with her girlfriend because, in the beginning of the film, she actually has a, a nice life. She has a house. Uh, she has a job as a cosmetic surgeon. She, you know, she has a girlfriend. And, you know, when she goes on the run, her girlfriend's like worried sick about her. But she's like, I know where she, what she did because of her life. And, you know, her girlfriend, you know, you know, she calls her girlfriend, you know, while they're at the train station. She explains the situation to her. And this is Ray I'm talking about. And you kind of go into this whole dialogue between the both of them where Ray is, you know, saying like, I am really sorry. I, I, I care for you, but I love this woman too much. And then Nana's just like, you know, you've been talking about how you've been dealing with, 
you know, being a lesbian yourself, I'm proud to be a lesbian. I know I can't give my my mom children, but I'm gonna do the best. I've I've lived a happy life with you, and if you're gonna go ahead and live with this life with this other girl, go ahead. But I I don't know, and I'm I don't know if I'm strong enough to get through. And I felt like one of those those scene that scene itself was awesome. That was the one scene where I felt like, damn, like shit's getting real intense and you and the gravity of the situation is is felt upon the viewer you actually understand that okay this girl dropped everything just to go just to go run away with this one girl after killing her husband and she's now realizing that her whole life is collapsing like she's been realizing it a little bit but now she's realizing at the full extent and she's and it's just after going through this other traumatic experience after another, she's just, just kind of like, I, I don't know how to deal with it. I don't know if I can get through. I don't know if I can, if I can handle this. And she's got to make, you know, that sacrifice just to be with the person she loves. And I want to talk about some of that sacrifices and that, you know, decision-making Ray makes because uh, I have some, I have some comments about that, but yeah, that was, those, that was one of my favorite scene. And, uh, one of the things that I really did like from this film as well was the cinematography. Uh, I think I've been that person that hasn't found a film yet that has bad cinematography. I bet your ass will probably get to one later down the road <laughs> as we go through this podcast. But uh, yeah, this film had pretty good cinematography. Uh, once One scene in particular was when they went through, you know, Nana is trying to find Ray after Ray just killed her husband and Ray's kind of depressed and just shocked at the moment and frustrated. And Nana is like the other side of the road on this interstate. And she looks through her window and sees that Ray is walking down the interstate on the sidewalk. And you see her just driving all the way to the other side of the road. And it's like this one shot, one take. And then you see the title card, the lights are flashing, it's really, really nice. Uh, and you just see that whole entire transition, no cuts. And I, and I really like that. Uh, and then besides that, you know, besides that nice work, camera work, uh, there are just scenes where, you know, they were just showing like the scenery of Japan, like in the outskirts of the city, you know, the train station, you know, the houses, the beach. I mean, to me, I felt like that was good cinematography, and that was a, a little plus for this movie I'll, I'll tag on. Uh, and then the last thing I, I would say I liked was the, and I think there's like a little like that I felt, a little plus, uh, was that I did appreciate how the movie at times uh, connected certain things or made callbacks to you know, certain things in, early on in the film. Uh, one scene, uh, again in particular, was when uh, Ray kind of just asked Nana the question, I wonder what the media is going to talk, you know, is going to say about this, how they're going to characterize this. Am I going to be, you know, the mistress who was jealous of the wife's husband, or am I going to be the slut that was jealous of the husband's wife? And it's just, you kind of see that it's just how that's going to be framed. And later down the film, her predictions actually come true. And she like starts breaking down crying. And at that point, you're just kind of like, I really did like that callback because it kind of gives you this whole perspective of how, and you know, these, you know, somebody can come in and, you know, tell me that I'm wrong, but it kind of gives you this perspective that in Asian cultures, you know, seeing, you know, this, 
something like that, the event she did, or just there's always got to be something sexual about it, and it's known as just like this whole taboo. And the fact that they kind of pieced it together to where she said, "Oh, she's a lesbian, so that makes her a slut." That's wrong, and you know that kind of just framed that and just how that's a big problem in Japan, or just in Asian culture in general. And you know, again, I'm willing to have a talk with somebody who you know identifies in the LGBTQ community to see if that is true from this film because I don't want to say that's the most definite, but that's how I interpret it. Uh, but yeah, that's all of the things I like from this movie. That's really the good because there were some things that I disliked about this film. I will tell you that right now. Remember what I said, this film is far from being a good film. It it's like an oak like it's okay, but well, let's just get into it. <laughs> let's just get into it. Um some of the things I didn't like about this film, the one thing I really didn't like was the storytelling. I thought the storytelling in this film was messy and that's from its writing itself. Uh there were times where I felt at a loss for some of the decision making uh, some of the characters did like Ray killing her crush's husband and then deciding to take the blame, which eventually ended up being, you know, both of them running away uh, from the cops. And I know that's like the main point of the film, but I don't think the story really gives you a good enough reason or, or good depth to, help you with the decision making that Ray made leading up to the murder of Nana's husband. Uh, it's like you get, you know, I'll frame this for you for the introduction because I, I, I took this as notes. The first 30 minutes of the film, you get Ray seducing the husband and then them going back and then, you know, they go in and have sex. And then after Ray kills the husband, you get a flashback of Ray's life as being a cosmetic surgeon going in and celebrating her girlfriend's birthday and then getting the call from Nana is talking about, I miss you. Come over here. I really want to talk to you, girl. And he goes over to the, the hotel or whatever. And then talk about like, I missed you. I love you. Do you love me? If you love me, would you do this? And then shows her like all the bruises and you know, all of the scars. And then you get multiple flashbacks, like piecing together the whole situation. And then she's just like, would you kill for me? And after that, we go back to the murder and it's just like, okay, but if you're going to show these flashbacks, wouldn't it be good to show a whole scene where, Ray is kind of contemplating the entire situation where she's thinking about what's going on. You know, she's thinking about like, you know, how much do I have to risk for? How much can I really sacrifice to, to please this woman, to please my crush of 10 years since high school? Like I felt like with that, including a lot of other scenes, like the storytelling to me was just messy. You know, I felt like if they explored the mentality of Ray uh, a little bit more and, and very much really important parts of the film. I felt like it would have made the storytelling much better and much more riveting. Uh, another thing I didn't like were the motivations of the characters. And I think this kind of goes into the whole uh, messy storytelling. Uh, I felt like the entire motivation, again, leaving her life for Nano, it had me questioning things. And there was one scene in this film that really made me question things. And, uh, I really had to wrestle with just my thought process <laughs> to figure out, you know, 
what to make sense of it. And this scene, you know, this one scene in particular uh, is when Ray has sex with a random taxi driver. And I'll kind of frame it for you. So, like, they're at a restaurant. They're just getting some food. And the taxi driver is just like, hey, you girls are really eating all that food. Where are y'all coming from? And it's just like, I can help you out. I can take y'all. And then, they, you know, he takes both of them to the train station. And later that night, he comes back and it was just like, I just want to get you guys some food and some water and some drinks just to help y'all out over the night. And he comes in, he starts flirting with Ray, talking about like, you look like my wife that divorced me and put a restraining order on my ass so I can't see my family. And next thing you know, like Ray starts laughing or something. And then she's just, I don't know. It was weird. Her and the taxi driver start making out and then they start having sex at the car. <laughs> and then afterwards, he, he gives her money, talking about like, hey, take it, take it. You deserve it. And she's like, I, I could see what you're trying to tell that like, you know, like she's doing every, like, I don't know. It was weird. Like her Ray's motivation was unclear in that scene. Like all she does is laugh. And then he, they just have sex. And at first I thought was the motivation. Like she was just trying to like fool him and do whatever she had to do to get some money to survive while on the run. But no, like at the end of that sex scene, he gives her the money and she's kind of like shocked. Like what, what? And then she realized, well, shit, I'm a media is calling me a prostitute. If I'm a prostitute, I'm gonna just take the money and go. I'm gonna just take whatever I need to do. And that to me, I was like, what, what's the motivation in that? Like she just, she just has sex with the taxi driver and that's it. I didn't get it. And there were other parts in this film that the motivation and honestly, the decision-making of the film, I didn't get like, there was one part where, Nana and Ray are in a house. They're brothers, like their old family house, by the way. And they're just arguing about the situation. Like, I'm like, Nana, I'm tired of you. You've been trying to hustle my ass. I've left my whole life to be with you. And you're not even sure if you you love me like for real. And Nana's just like, all right, fuck it. I'm just, I'm, I'm gonna just tell the police that, you know, you did nothing wrong that I did it, that I paid and I framed it. So I'll just do whatever I want. Okay. So then Nana leaves and then Ray kind of like goes through like Nana's purse or like the purse falls and she like looks through the contents and turns out Nana has kept like these yen, which is like Japanese money. She kept like these Japanese yen coins 10 years. Like that was introduced 10 years ago. In their last meeting. And that gave her the reason to go back to her to say, wait, 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 wait. We can make it work. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. We can make it work. We can we can go. We can we can make it work. And she's just like, we're gonna go ahead and steal my brother and her sister my sister in law's car. We're gonna get out of here. We're gonna keep going. It's just like so a pair of yen. Some pocket change just told you, you you found some pocket change that may not even be the same pocket change that you had that y'all had ten years ago, and y'all gonna say, okay, I got, I'm I'm gonna go marry this, I'm gonna marry this woman. That to me just felt stupid. <laughs> that was just stupid. I didn't understand that decision making. I'm like, how do you even know that was the same yen from ten years ago? Like that didn't make any sense. It it made no sense whatsoever, man. Like honestly. And um, I just, 
that just kind of like it culminates, uh, <laughs> culminates <laughs> I can't even say anything, the English language hates me, but that just kind of like it culminates in just everything that I did not like about the film. The storytelling, the motivations, the uh, the decision making from the characters like Ray and Anna, I really didn't like. Uh, the last thing I can say that I, well, there's like two things, but really one thing that I'm definitely sure I did not like. I did not like the ending. The ending to the film was very much predictable and it had no real satisfaction for the viewer like myself. Uh, it it kind of just ends on on its tracks and there's not that much wondering at all to what happened to the characters. Uh, you know, I really wanted this film to end in kind of like either a satisfying note or in a manner in which, okay, like it shocked me. It did a lot, but no, it kind of did the predictable because throughout this film, I was just like, okay, this character is going to do this. And this character is going to be like, no, don't do it. And I'm not going to be surprised at all i mean yeah i mean they could have gone the bonnie and uh the you know bonnie and clyde route where they just you know drive off the cliff and die they could have done that i don't know but yeah the ending was predictable i just didn't like it that was one thing i didn't i really didn't like about the film uh the other thing that i was going to talk about that i was say was going to be a negative but it was not uh one of the things about this film that I really had to think about and actually rewatch parts of the film, certain scenes, was the sex and the nudity. Uh in the beginning, after watching this film, I was gonna say that was one of the biggest things that I didn't like about the film. Uh and I felt like the sex scenes, there are about like three sex scenes in this film that I did not like. Uh, you know, you had the sex scene between Ray and the husband the sex scene between the taxi driver and Ray, and then the sex scene between Nana and Ray. And I didn't like them because I felt like it was just baseless sex. It was just sex. Just It was just like the director just wanted to film sex, and that was it. And to me, it just didn't feel... It didn't feel right, and it didn't feel like it had any meaning to it. But then I had to rewatch some, you know, rewatch those scenes and kind of just understand them a little bit more, including some scenes before them, too. And I just started to realize, I think it's just me, you know, being a little bit conservative with sex scenes in film. I think with the first sex scene with the husband and Ray, I felt like there was something to take away from it because there's, there's this dialogue that's exchanged with them and you always get like that uncomfortable feeling that's supposed to make you uncomfortable because the husband's abusive, you know, he's just having it his way. And you're just like, Oh my God, I really hope he doesn't do nothing crazy. And you really are hoping that she doesn't, that she really plays her part and kills this guy unless something bad happens. And uh, you can kind of see it throughout her entire face before the sex scene, like the scenes leading up to it, that she's really just wanting to just like get this over with and play it cool. And, don't have her cover blown, but like I, I never thought I would sign up for this, and that's something that I did appreciate. The second sex scene with the taxi driver, I just don't like that one. I think out of the three, that was the least favorite one because I just did not like that one, and just how there's the the mo there are there is no motivation towards it. Uh, it kind of deviates from how the character acts of Ray, and. Uh, I felt like it was just there to be there. I don't know, man. I just did not like that one at all. The third sex scene with Nana and Ray, I felt as if that that one was needed, 
but I felt like it was too long. It was about 10 minutes and like 28 seconds. And it, to me, at the, in the, again, in the beginning, I felt like this was just baseless sex. I thought it was just straight up porn. But then you rewatch it and you're like, okay, maybe, maybe with some things that are exchanged, you know, in terms of dialogue and, you know, the motivation between two characters and the development, you can let this slide and just be like, okay, you know, there's, there's reason to it, but it's just too long. And I felt like you could have cut this sex scene to maybe like six or seven minutes because the first sex scene was about, you know, three to five. The second one was about like, you know, two minutes. And this one, you made it like 10 minutes. And I'm just like, I don't really get it. And the fact, and this is the problem that I had in the beginning. It's just that this is directed by a, by a man. And, and again, that director was Ryuichi Hiroki. And I felt like, I really don't know if this movie was filmed by a woman. I don't think it would last that long. Like you definitely want to have something sensual into it. You know, you want to have some sex scenes, but I don't think it should have lasted that long. And it made me really question the director's motives here, but that's just me. I could always talk to someone else and they have a different opinion. So that's something I'll probably do later down the road on a chill hour with David or something like that. But no, that's it, man. Um, if you want the verdict, I think the premise of Ride or Die is an interesting take at a Bonnie and Clyde-like plot, uh, with the only differences being it it's a love story between two lesbians running away and finding solace in each other during the tough times. Uh, while the acting from the two main leads helped make the important parts of the film more convincing, uh, the jumbled up storytelling, inconsistent motivation, and questionable decision-making... Uh, did I just say it two times? Inconsistent motivation and questionable decision making. No, I didn't. Oh my God. It actually stalls the movie from reaching over the hump. Uh, the concept of the film of Ride or Die, uh, inspired by Gunjo, the manga series, it would have been better executed if it was given to a better director or just had better writers to tackle the project. I don't think uh, Ryoichi, you know, did the best of jobs here. He did good at some areas, but this entire film could have been much better. Uh, I don't discourage you guys from watching it, though. I really feel like if you guys want to watch this and kind of gain a perspective and learning about the abusive nature of conservative Asian culture in regards to sexual identity and belonging, go ahead. I feel like this could be a really good conversation piece in a later episode with somebody uh, who identifies in the LGBTQ community. Uh, I think it'd be a good conversation, just a cool roundtable. But uh, ultimately, this movie, to me, is a 6 out of 10 and belongs perfectly on Netflix or just any video on demand service. This, that's just how I feel. So, yeah, man, that's my review on Ride or Die. That's that's just how I feel with the entire film. Um, I would want it to be better, and I probably would have a, a whole conversation on what can make this film better. But, yeah, that's just how I feel. That's just really how I feel. But if there's anything left to talk about on tonight's episode of the Midnight Drop, it's just some stuff to look out for for this week. Um, today, we just did another movie review. Tomorrow, we're going to do another movie review. Uh, and I'm actually going to do one on the movie Monday. That's on Amazon Prime. And I think I'll do a double one with the movie Boogie. I'll try to see what I can do with that. 
Uh, I know Boogie was a film I was supposed to watch all the way back in March. Just never got the time or just bullshit happened. So I have to figure that out. Uh, Friday is definitely going to be a, br- a great day because it's going to be the midnight drop, midnight drop chill hour slash a movie review with uh, Friday going with Friday being the release of Mortal Kombat. And then the second thing we're going to be reviewing, David and I, is actually going to be the TV show Them. And I have a lot of strong feelings about that TV show. I've watched two episodes so far. Going on a third episode before I go to bed tonight. And I have a lot of things to say, man. I I have a lot to say about that TV show. But yeah, man, that's about it. Uh, also, just a quick update. It's got some great news for you. Actually got myself a laptop, a new laptop. I don't have the credit laptop anymore. I actually have an Apple MacBook Air. Yes. Yes, I'm happy as hell. I'm happy as hell to get me a nice laptop. No, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. The self the self congratulations are in order. And I am really happy to get that. So that means uh we're actually gonna be getting videos on the way for the minute I drop. And it's gonna be on YouTube and on Instagram, and I'm really happy about that because I really want to get this content out there. And uh, actually do some really cool stuff. So be on the lookout for that. I know I've been saying it for so many months, but uh, it's time I mean it. Be on the lookout for it. You might be surprised. You might be able to get a video out this week. Who knows? That's about it, guys. That's been a review. That's been an episode of The Midnight Drop. Again, if you want to go ahead and listen to Midnight Drop on any other platforms besides what you're listening to right now, you can go ahead and listen to them down in the comment section below where you'll see all the list of platforms also if you want any comments concerns considerations requests recommendations or just rants you can go ahead and dm me at 615 chill or you can email me at jordan cammon c-a-m-m-o-n at outlook.com also be on the lookout for the website www.themidnightdrop.com while you can go ahead and check out all new episodes and any new updates but that is it guys Thanks so much for listening to The Midnight Drop. It's been a pleasure giving you this movie review. And it's been a pleasure being your host tonight. I'll go ahead and see you guys later. Stay safe, stay blessed, and stay you.